0: listening to the transformations with jane podcast i'm your host jane nakata a new zealander living her best life in fukushima japan i'm a podcast consultant and the creator of pod launch with jane a system that helps you create your dream podcast without all the drama and hassle leaving you more free time to do the things you love to do this show is for people who want to hear stories of women who are doing amazing things here in Japan and across the world. You'll find loads of inspiration for how you can live your best life wherever you are. I'm glad you're here. Let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. You are listening to episode number 99. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for your support, for listening. I'm, I'm not sure if anyone has listened to all 99 episodes, but for being here for this 99th episode, which for me is, yeah, it's a really great milestone to be just one more episode away from 100. When I started podcasting in 2018 in March, so almost exactly three, what, three, four years ago, I really can't calculate today, (laughs) excuse me, that I did never believe that I would get much past 10 episodes. That was what I promised myself when I first sat down to start recording the very first episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. But here we are three years later and 99 episodes later. So today I have a really fun episode for you. I'm interviewing Catherine O'Connell from Catherine O'Connell Law and the host of the Lawyer on Air podcast, a brand new podcast for anyone who is interested to hear about women in Japan who work in the law. So Catherine is a really, really amazing, inspirational woman. She has started her own law firm in Japan of all places. She's originally from New Zealand and just three years ago, she started her, she said she's into her fourth year this year. So three years ago, she started her own law firm in Tokyo, the first foreign woman ever to start a law firm in Tokyo. And now she is the first foreign woman (laughs) lawyer in Tokyo to create a podcast about women lawyers. So we've been working together on this project, and you'll hear a little bit about some of the things that we've been doing together to bring this uh, podcast about. And I'm just really, really thrilled to be part of this project because it's been a project that's been in the works for two and a half years and I actually interviewed Catherine for this podcast on episode 16. So if you scroll way back through the episodes, you will hear our first episode together. And there's quite a difference in audio quality and just in general, just both of us, I think, are a lot more nervous than we were today speaking. So if you want to go and listen to that, it's quite a, quite an interesting Uh, way to compare. And it just goes to show that just because you start doing something and you're not very good at it, it doesn't mean that you won't get better the more you do it. So I can definitely say that is the case with this podcast as well. Please go and have a listen to episode number 16. And I hope you enjoy, yeah, listening to Catherine speaking about some of the really great things that have happened in a few short weeks that she has uh, released her Podcast that she's been thinking about doing for quite a long time. She has had a really great response, not only to the episode, the content of the episode, but just in general. People are doing things or, you know, sharing the love about her show for her, all sorts of things that she never imagined would happen before she released her episode. So, yeah, it's just a really, really fun story about yeah, what has happened for her so far, but also, yeah, some of the things that she's planning in the future and me too. So yeah, I hope you will enjoy the show. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. It's great to have you here on the show again today.
1: Oh, Jane, thank you so much for having me back. Yes. So it's been...
0: Two and a half years since Catherine was on the show in October 2018. And we, at that time, I was six months into this crazy adventure of podcasting on the Transformations with Jane podcast. And you were five months, you were saying in that episode, into having your own business. Golly gosh, was it just five months? That's what you were saying, yeah, at the time. So and we just realized we're recording this on April 1st, 2021, that this yeah. is the anniversary of your business, is that right?
1: That is so right. It is just incredible that it happens to be today that you're interviewing me. Wow. Yes, it's one it's not one year, it's 3 years gone. Woo-hoo. Congratulations.
0: So, yeah, when I was listening to you uh, in this episode that we recorded, you were just taking, yeah, just taking off on your business. Yeah, you were really just putting your your feet in the water of this adventure of starting your own law firm in right. a foreign country in Japan. Yeah,
1: right. Yes, it was. It was really just the very, very, very beginning stages.
0: And listening to you speaking, then. It just you, like, and talking to you today was just a completely different level of confidence in your voice and just in general, I think, with what you're doing. So, well, obviously, I'm... a lot's happened in the three years. Yeah.
1: I am blushing. That is really, um, for me, that's really warming to hear. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. So, in that episode, if you want to go back and
0: listen to it, it's episode 16, I think. And we're talking in that episode about Catherine starting her new law firm where she's gone out on her own as an independent lawyer. What do you call yourself, a lawpreneur? A...
1: Look, that's right, <laughs> lawpreneur. Some people say law entrepreneur or solopreneur, but it's, yeah, lawpreneur is the coined phrase that I use.
0: Yeah, and you do flexible lawyering, helping out organisations with their shortcomings and their legal departments.
1: That's right. So when they have maybe a staff member's left and they've got nobody in the legal team and they need some support to bridge them or they've got too much work on, which is always a good thing. But if they're overloaded, they need some help and I can jump in and help there too. Those are the sort of main areas of work where I help other lawyers uh, do their work.
0: Yeah, so that's what Catherine gets gets up to in her business. So if you want to go and listen to that, please go and do that now before we go on. Also, in the episode, we talk quite a bit about um, what to do when you are an international family and perhaps you are worried about your will or your final wishes and how you can deal with having your estate in two different countries. And Catherine goes into detail as to what you will need to do and where you can get help. So if that is something you are interested in, definitely go back and check that episode out and at about 35 minutes into the episode, you'll find that information. So go and listen and get that thing sorted out, even though it's not really a fun thing, it will definitely be a weight off your mind. So also you'll hear um, Catherine saying that she can refer you to someone and I'm sure that's still the case. So if you listen and you're like, yes, I need to do this, then definitely get in touch with her about that. It's very important to have your all your affairs in order should something happen, right?
1: Yes, that's right. And I mean, you reminded me that I was talking about that obviously it wasn't legal advice, but it was real guidance for people who are living here to really get their so-called legal ducks lined up. And I know that that person who I mentioned is still around and available and certainly can refer anybody to that person who is a lawyer um, who specializes in wills and estates and and you can get your things done with her.
0: Definitely go and listen to that if that's you and get those legal ducks lined up. Yeah, (laughs) Get your disaster (laughs) kit lined up, your legal ducks lined up and be amazed at how refreshed you feel and how much, you know, you're not worrying about those things anymore. So, yeah, very, very important information for those of us living here in Japan. Also, if you go back and you listen to the episode, just notice how far we've come. (laughs) 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 So when you go back, you'll hear a very different audio quality. You'll hear, yeah, just a different way of speaking between Catherine and I. Yeah, you'll see that we we have grown up i think and matured in these last few years in the podcasting world and yeah just in general i think with our level of confidence what we're doing that sort of thing so it's quite it's quite interesting to go back and listen to those earlier episodes and see that my word is hashtag imperfect action it can get you going and it doesn't matter if you're not perfect when you start something so yeah go and have a listen to to that it's it, it might be a bit painful for your ears, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's definitely worth having a, a comparison of, yeah, where, where you start and, yeah, taking steps forward from that too. So a bit of um, fun there. That sounds yeah.
1: very – I have to go back and listen myself, Jane, and see um, how it was then. I was super proud to have been hosted by you on that, and uh, I know you were in New Zealand at the time and you were doing podcasting, and I, I really thought so much about you, and I was in awe how you could do this and how did you get the all the technical stuff done and everything and just get out there so consistently so from that time I really admired you and I I wanted to be like that so um, having done my own now I hope it's (laughs) going to be a match on you but I really thank you for your uh, support through those years too and here we are back on it yeah and
0: so now it's not just one podcaster on the show today we've got two podcasts. Podcasters is here. So, Catherine, tell everyone a little bit about what you've been working on recently.
1: Right. Well, I did launch a podcast, finally, I think in that episode when I talked with you, I, th- I thought about it. and I was thinking about it, but it's all about timing, I think. And this year I felt that uh, with my word, which is intentional, of the you know, my word of the year is intentional. I wanted to do something that was intentional, that did bring to the forefront more than just words on paper, but a voice out in the airwaves. And so I did launch my podcast, which is called Lawyer On Air, and I launched it on International Women's Day, which was March the 8th. Um, And that was significant because I wanted to bring to the forefront women in Japan and particularly women lawyers in Japan. So that's what my podcast is about. It's interviewing all kinds of different Japanese and foreign women who are working here in law.
0: Yeah, so it's been so Exciting to see that timing is everything in this, I think, in this and everything. Yeah, Timing is everything. And we were speaking about this podcast in 2018. Yes, yes, Catherine should definitely do her podcast, especially if we think back to it now. You weren't quite 100 percent there with it. You were sort of would be nice, but obviously you just started a law firm. So you were probably very busy. But now you're. You're much more established. And when you launched your podcast, it was just people were just waiting for it. They were just dying to hear this this podcast. And it's been really, really popular right out of the gate. So I think, yeah, timing is is such an important thing. And we, we really nailed the timing on getting this podcast out this year, I think, when when people are really looking for women's voices more than ever.
1: Yeah. And I think at that time, I, I wanted to, it was a high sort of high flying goal, but I had no idea about how to do it. I knew you were doing it, but I also, I just didn't know how I would get to do that. I thought it involved a lot of technology and a lot of time. Um, and so I think because I was indeed, as you said, launching my practice, I really had to just concentrate on on that at the time. But in some part of me now that I've done what I've done in this last month, I really wish that I'd launched it earlier. But at the same time, I feel now I have the voice to be able to bring it to people and talk confidently um, and bring out guests who I know through my network over the last three years that they are confident enough to say yes to being a guest and come on my show. So, yeah, I think timing is absolutely everything. Yeah, I I often have people come to me
0: and say, oh, I'd like to start a podcast, but I'm not really sure how to do it or I'm not really sure exactly what the show will be about. And after we've talked for a while, they often have a lot more clarity. But sometimes, yeah, you just get the feeling that they're not quite ready for it yet and when they are then that's that's probably a better time for them to do it so i don't push them to to start then Mm -hmm. but i know that they they will start when they're ready and that will be the perfect time for them too so if that's you and you're listening and you're thinking oh yeah i'd love to start a podcast well yeah maybe maybe it is the perfect time maybe it's not but i think you will you'll know when you are ready and if you are ready then it'll be a, a a success and in the way that it's meant to be if you've yeah, you've got the right time.
1: So but let's also not um, deny the fact that Jane, you are the one who is helping me here and yeah, I, cu- so- I couldn't do it without a podcast manager like you who's helping me through you know the steps to get in touch with people. Uh, The way that we're doing the recordings, I didn't know how to do that. You know all of that information and how to do it. You've got that expertise, you know, getting the show notes done afterwards and all of that, the tech on making sure the recording's brilliant. That's probably what stopped me is I thought I had to do all of that myself, but I realised that hiring someone like you is a super, super you know amazing tool <laughs> a tool i should say you're a tool uh, an amazing an amazing tool to have in my toolkit right that is jane who is my podcast manager so i can only say thank you so much because it's a team effort not just me i do part oh, of it but I, yes. I do need you
0: thank you <laughs> it's quite funny because in the last week i you you've just mentioned as i'm a i'm a tool but i've also been called a weapon. Someone. <laughs> in somebody else's drawer of weapons. Wow. Saying, oh, it's great to have you as a weapon in my drawer of weapons wow. to use. And I'm like, I quite <laughs> like the sound of that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it is strong and forceful, right? You're yeah. a tool. I mean people need tools to be able to do what they want to do in this world. And so I think it's actually an accolade. So own it, own yeah, it. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> a tool and a weapon. And it's interesting that you say that. Um, obviously, yeah, we're working together and it's really helped you to, to jump over all of those those hurdles that pop up when you are trying to do something that, that's not in your area of expertise. But it was only exactly a year ago that someone first asked me to seriously help them with their podcast. And that was the lovely Sarah Sarah Furuya. And she asked me, she just said, I don't know if this is something you'd be interested in doing, but I want to get my my videos as a podcast out but I need some help and I was in the middle of it was in the middle of COVID, had just sort of really started to really mess up people's lives and our family had been shipped back to Japan and we were living in this temporary apartment that had no internet connection and get I got this sort of request from Sarah and at first I was like oh hell no I can't do that like I don't even have an internet connection and then I thought about it I thought but I actually do know how to do it and I could potentially do this quite well maybe I should give it a go and this was the thought process that I was having almost exactly a year ago and it was that that chance that Sarah gave me to to help to get her podcast happening. And if you go and check out her podcast now, it's there are so many episodes that have happened uh, thanks to getting it into podcast form, because the form she had before was these really wonderful videos, but we couldn't do them because of covid and you couldn't have you know people getting together and things. But a, a podcast format was very doable. So she's gone on and she's made loads of really great episodes now that she has this podcast format set up and yeah i was really thankful to be part of that but it also gave me this chance to to really see that i oh actually i do know something about podcasting after all these years and years of of doing it myself and then so since then, I've helped Jennifer Shinkai to launch her her podcast, Ikigai with Jennifer Shinkai, and now Lawyer on Air, which is one of my uh, most recent projects. And yeah, it's just really taken off. So it's interesting, isn't it? It was it, just yeah, a year ago that I even is. started to put my foot in this area of, of helping people with podcasts.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like, of course, Sarah Furia. I work with her and I know that she had the Legends uh series out there before and was always sitting on a couch uh next to someone and chatting with them. And so when it went to podcast format, I had no idea that you were the secret source behind that. But there you go. It was really only when I started doing mine that we had that, um, you know, that that knowledge came to me then. And I, I was just, oh, that's why. That's why it's all very successful and wonderful. Um, obviously, with Sarah's own own work, of course, but with you helping out um, in that way. And I'm so glad that you just said yes to yourself. And perhaps, you know, that's your entrepreneurial and give it a go kind of spirit that I really love about you too.
0: Yeah, it was definitely no at, at the start. I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, come on, give it a chance. And yeah, it worked out. And it's been a a year of learning about how to help other people to do their podcast, which is a little bit different from doing your own. But I've definitely really, really loved doing it. So yeah, I'm really excited to be part of this industry now. So (laughs) a year ago, thanks to coronavirus, you know, I wouldn't have even started. It's a silver lining,
1: isn't it? Silver lining. It was a silver lining, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, so I said to you, uh, two and a half years ago on that episode. I'm going to keep you accountable <laughs> and we're going to get this episode out. And look at that. I it took two and a half years, but we've done it. Uh, this podcast is out. We have one episode out and another coming out very soon and another one in the pipeline. It's yeah, it's it's all happening. And I also said, I'll be one of your first listeners. And I was so, yeah, when I say something, it tends to happen. So <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you. Q.
0: <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about what some of the surprising things that have happened to you since you have launched your podcast.
1: I think, first of all, I was on a call with a media person and they were wanting me to put some advertising or some um, copy into their Monthly magazine, which is online. And I thought, oh, that would be a good way of getting my voice out there. And then I said at the end of the conversation, oh, by the way, I've just launched this podcast. And they were super excited to hear that. And so they offered to me promotion of that podcast. So I didn't even ask for it. I was just saying, oh, by the way. And so a by the way kind of comment ended up being a media organization picking up on it. And then I thought, well, it's actually important not for people to uh, just try and find me, but actually to say what I'm doing. And so since then, I mentioned it to a couple of chambers, the British Chamber and the Irish, Ireland, Japan Chamber, and they've both promoted it. And I was at a coffee this morning with a couple of chaps from the American Chamber, and they're going to do their magic as well for me. Wow. I don't have to actually go and do it myself. Yeah. And then there's been a whole other host of other things that have happened. Jane, I, one of my, uh, the people, one of the ladies I helped, um, Saki, I helped her a little while ago when she was going through her study and career to become a, a, a lawyer in Japan. She sent me this amazing post on LinkedIn that I, I hadn't even, prompted it at all she just wrote about how it was really wonderful to see the this and to see it as very inspirational for other women and she also sent me flowers and they arrived i was on another call and they arrived what's this tuck beans arrived and They were flowers, and that just blew me away. I actually burst into tears in the Um, (laughs) Genkan, just because I was overjoyed that someone would think to do that. So that was amazing. And then another person uh, reached out to me with their CV to say that they would love to work with me because they had heard me speak on the podcast. And I just, I couldn't believe that all of this could come From, I think at that time, it was really the introductory episode. It wasn't even the first episode with Angela Krantz, which was amazingly inspiring. She's an amazing person. And so I was just overwhelmed at this feedback and this reaction to to podcasting. It was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, because
0: you you said about the the person who sent you their CV that it's incredibly hard to get people to work with you in your in your business. And you've been looking for people to to help you out with things.
1: Yeah, it's incredibly hard because not not so many people want to work in this kind of flexible way, this secondment or part time contract manner rather than a full-time job. It's not that this work can't be full-time, but it's certain projects over certain you know, few months or half half a year or one year. It's not full-time work as we know it as a salaried employee. So someone making that jump, uh, wanting to do that kind of work, and then seeing that and thinking, I might be able to help them with that, that was a big jump and a, a really inspirational to hear from that person. And I'm going to be speaking with next week, actually. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Wow. And very, I think there good. was another another person also listened in and was inspired by the fact that I just I had launched a podcast and thought they could contact you and also talk about doing that with you so that was magical as well that someone heard me and thought maybe I can do this and then got in touch with you and I I think they're talking about that with you so that was also lovely to be able to have that sort of come back to you as well um it felt very really just joyful, I would say, for me, that somebody would hear me and think, well, Jane's helped her, maybe she can help me. So I thought that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I think joyful has been like the ta- our word of the month for this last month, hasn't it? It's just been one after another, really lovely, comment or share or, yeah, all these amazing things happening since you put that first episode out. That's
1: right. But not only um, women have been reacting, it's, it's men as well. Uh, one of the guys I know who runs a business here said, you know, I'm probably not your target audience, but I had to listen and I thought it was really professional. Um, and what an awesome start. Good luck. And another friend of mine, I'm going to say his name, Josh, Thank you so much you you listened hey so <laughs> you listened very early on and you shared it with young professionals and I think that was amazing that was the episode with Angela because she does speak to young lawyers and young professionals and so he shared that um with his tribe which I thought was just incredible and another general counsel Rudy Rudy Vale who's calls himself curious corporate counsel I know he's really amazing and he He loved the podcast and he said it was really down to earth, the chat that Angela and I had and was really amazed at her sort of stats on the number of lawyers who are female working at Amazon Japan. So um, he commented on that, went that far to comment on the episode and also agreed with what we were talking about, about having a law firm education before going on and doing in-house work. So I really liked the fact that people took the time and the males in my ecosystem (laughs) Have also been helping me out a lot and it's it's really not motivated by me i didn't say please go and do something i didn't create this pod that people answered they just went and did it and i i was really just touched so much by that
0: yeah and you you came out of the starting blocks with a, an amazing interview with angela krantz who i did not know at all um before the interview but i got to meet her briefly uh, when you guys were recording and Even if you're not a lawyer, or even if you're not a lady, (laughs) (laughs) just go and listen to that episode because Angela Krantz works at Amazon Japan as one of you know. It's a massive organisation, and she runs a team of was it forty lawyers or something?
1: There's seven. I think there's seventy in total if you include all of the people in her team who not only lawyers, but she's got a large, large team. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: she runs a a really big team and she's so down to earth. And you can just see how how she she runs her team. And just anybody can learn a lot from her from listening to that episode. So I was so inspired by that episode. And even the one I've just uh, just helping you with that's coming out next week is the same thing again. I mean, I'm not a lady lawyer. I'm not I don't know anything about law, but I found it really, really interesting to hear more about in this case we're talking more about employment law and that relates to everybody. Everybody's employed in some way in this country. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of really good value, not just for lawyers in there as well. So I think by niching down to this really, really small niche of women lawyers in Japan, even though it's a it's a niche, it's a very small niche, it is extremely relevant to other people as well.
1: Yeah, I think Catherine Gronau said to me too that she was she said that the comments that Um, Angela made about scheduling were incredibly useful for her so she's not a lawyer Um, she's running her own practice thrive Tokyo and she's doing lots of different things but she still found that information very very useful so it goes beyond that limited women in law Beyond that to anything That you might want to have As a kind of useful information For your daily life And think in Japan
0: Yeah, yeah So um, Catherine is actually Been a guest on this podcast And when this podcast comes out Her podcast Her episode was just the week before So if you're listening And you're wondering Who's Catherine What's Thrive Tokyo Then just go back one episode and You'll find Catherine Gronauer there <laughs> And After you can this. have a listen to her It's, it, it's a small world in, in Japan isn't it?
1: (laughs) It sure is. But I think um, I must go back and listen to Catherine as well. I haven't heard her uh, speak yet. So I will definitely do that after this.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, It hasn't come out yet. So you can't listen to it
1: just yet. It will be after this at some point. It (laughs) will
0: be on Monday. So there you go. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to share with us some of the the unexpected benefits of podcasting?
1: Well, I think one of the interesting things is that I was reading recently about lawyers who do podcasting and wondering how many do it. And there was a, a, a company called Answering Legal that had just put out an ebook, and they talked about how lawyers are marketing their firms. And this is not 2020, so it still applies. But they interviewed 146 lawyers um, oh. to find out what they are doing with their marketing and whether launching a podcast, a legal podcast, was in their future and do you know what zero percent of lawyers said that they've started their own podcast and only 10 percent of lawyers said they were planning on launching a podcast within the next six months Um, and another 40 percent said that they don't even see podcasting as a valuable tool for their firm so i thought that was really interesting information um that only you know 15 lawyers out of that 140 odd decided that they thought they might do some kind of podcast in the near future that's it. Mm, interesting. Mm. So I think the whole
0: podcasting industry is has got a lot of potential. So perhaps you don't have the bandwidth to start your own podcast or something, but that doesn't mean you cannot be a guest on other people's podcasts, for example, and and use that as a as a way um, a marketing tool or a chance to practice your your speaking and refining your your talking points, those sorts of things for public speaking as well. Learning to to reduce your ums (laughs) and ahs and things that I wish that I was a little bit better at. So yeah, if you don't think that you have to have your own podcast as well is is one thing. But having your own podcast, I think, really sets you apart from others in your industry. Here's all of these lawyers, but this one has her own show. And you can right. even really listen to her and see, actually, I really like her. She sounds really intelligent and like she'd be a really great person to work with. That's the one I'm going to approach for my next whatever, you know, right. um, lawyer thing that I need.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> it's, it's, po- it's possibly that many lawyers, they they like to write. And so they usually will try and, and write something that's a, a legal speak. And it, it can often be quite mechanical. But typically also lawyers are quite good conversationalists. And so... It's pretty good, really, for lawyers to get out there and start talking about issues. Um, my podcast isn't talking about legal issues specifically. Yes, the one coming out is about employment law and in, in future episodes, there will be different aspects of law talked about. But I think perhaps lawyers hesitate because they think it has to be perfect and they think that they um, maybe it's too arrogant to go out there and to start talking about legal topics. But I challenge others who are listening to actually do that. I mean, there are plenty of brilliant lawyers out there, and they could launch, you know, episodes about a certain areas of law or the law that they're they're tackling. And I know there are different podcast formats, right? So somebody who's doing um, tips or hints on, say, employment law, it doesn't have to be. 50 minutes which minor minor conversations with people so we're digging deep so they're a bit longer but you could technically do some really good aspects of of, of one part of the law um, as, a, as a lawyer and do it really quite easily um, and just get out there and do it I don't think it's that hard but also it really makes people who are lawyers we know that doing law is a given right so what the podcast does is humanizes you uh, and makes you feel quite personable and so maybe they everybody knows a lawyer can do law it's usually a given so what does that person like to work with um, and through your voice and the way that you interact with people? I think they can identify that you're someone, as you just said, that they'd like to work with.
0: Yeah. So this goes across you know, all industries uh, in the podcasting industry uh, for podcasting that whatever industry you are in using a podcast to get people to know, like and trust you more. Is definitely a useful way to help, yeah, to bring in more customers, to get more community members, or whatever it is that you're trying to do, and to do it in advance. Of, for example, if you're going to do a book, then having a starting a podcast a year or so in advance of your book is an excellent idea so then you've got a really engaged community of people who might want to actually read this book that that is coming out because they already like you so they want more of you if you're a coach definitely a great way for people to get to know you and decide if they want to work with you some of my most loyal cli- coaching clients have come through my podcast they've heard me they've gotten an idea of what it's like to work with me from definitely from listening through listening to my podcast so the power of podcasts is quite amazing and I see lots of things happening in the podcasting industry just in the background that people you know who just listen to podcasts maybe don't notice but yeah, things are really happening in the podcasting industry and especially as a place where, you know, voices that don't normally get a chance to be heard can be can speak freely. So lawyering ladies, women in, who are living in the rural areas of Japan can talk about things that are important to them and their community can find them. So it's really important that we have more and more especially women, there are just not very many women podcasting. If you look through the podcast directories, you'll find most of them are run by men. So Yeah, let's have. I really would like to see more women out there podcasting and having more women's voices from all over the world accessible in podcast format, which is easy for anyone to access.
1: Yeah, I'm hearing you, and I think that's so right. I really would love to throw the gauntlet down and have people (laughs) who, um, who are female and also, you know, lawyers especially. I'd love to have a few more out there. I don't even know that there are any other lawyers at the moment podcasting in Japan. There are certain lo- certainly lots of podcasts about running a business or launching a business, doing business in Japan, but perhaps not enough, um, as you just said, female voices or uh, females talking about their specific area or industry. It would be fabulous to hear a little bit more from.
0: Yeah, so if you've been thinking, oh, well, maybe I'd like to try being a guest on a podcast, just approach a podcast that you think you would be a good fit for, because generally the hosts are looking for someone. And they're really grateful when you do approach. So don't don't be like, oh, I could. I, I, they wouldn't want to have me on their show. That's not true. Right, Catherine? You'd love exactly. to have someone approach oh, you. Oh,
1: yes. And I think, yeah, most definitely. And already this morning I had, with this cup of coffee I had with one of the, the chaps from the American Chamber, they suggested someone they think would be lovely as a guest. So I'm happy if people suggest uh, potential speakers, potential guests to me, and also If they suggest me to pair on somebody else's podcast, I think what goes around comes around. Um, And it's, it's, again, joyous.
0: Yeah, it's really fun to get out there on other people's podcasts. I've been adventuring out there and trying a a few podcasts uh, as a guest on other people's podcasts. And it's been really, really fun. So that's another one of the benefits is When you become a podcaster is you actually can tap into this network of fellow podcasters and you have one thing in common, which is that you podcast.
1: (laughs) I think the ones, you know, so like Brittany Arthur's podcast, I appeared on hers, Business Karaoke, and I also appeared on Neil Tyra's podcast, Law Entrepreneur, and that was so much fun. And, I, you know, so appearing on other podcasts is is really a lot of fun and it really does gives you a chance to um, leverage your voice out there and project success and confidence. You said that before, but I think that's one of the benefits of producing and hosting a podcast, but appearing on a podcast because you become that kind of subject matter expert or you show that project that uh, professional image. And you know of success and confidence, and people want to be with people who are confident and successful. So I think that's you know it has a domino effect for others too. Yeah,
0: definitely. So people didn't look up to you <laughs> if you've overcome setting up your own podcast, and yeah, you you will act. You would join the network of very cool people who podcast, you'll build a community of people who listen to you and who want to spend spend time with you. And that can sound a little bit sort of, I don't know, narcissistic maybe, but we're all feeling more and more alone in this world. So having a community of like-minded people is really, really, really nice. That's just two of the communities. So what was the other one? I think we had one more.
1: I think community of the people who are listening, community of other people who are podcasting i think that would be also one of the communities that yeah built, yeah right and other yeah. there are quite a few lawyers in australia um who are doing podcasts and in america so building that lawyer community as well who are podcasting is is rather interesting i think
0: yeah it'd be lovely if you could have a few on your in the japan team for the lawyers podcasting in japan yeah, <laughs> right it would
1: yeah be. and would... podcast listeners i mean are so highly engaged i read something the other day that. 80 percent of podcast listeners actually report that they listen to an entire podcast episode. So for me, if I'm going out on one of my soul strolls or my journeys out in the afternoon for a walk, I'll choose something that's 30 minutes. So I do the, the, the walk for 30 minutes, or if I'm walking for 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back, I'll choose something that's around 50 minutes. So I purposely choose something that will fit what I'm doing. But I think that's rather interesting that people do actually take the time to subscribe and um, listen to a topic that interests them and really devote themselves to it and listen all the way through. 20% only who don't really go to the end, but most people are actually listening to the end. I think that's fascinating.
0: It's a really great way to get access to your ideal clients or your ideal community members ears for a long period of time, that's for sure. And that might sound a little bit underhanded but it's people actually want more of you so right. whatever it is that you're doing like people want more Catherine like people have been <laughs> wanting more Catherine and now they can have Catherine in their ears anytime they want so they're really Thanks. excited about this <laughs> and not only that but you're opening up a world to them that they didn't know existed by interviewing these these women who are doing amazing things in the law in Japan, but who don't normally talk about themselves.
1: Yeah, that's part of it. That's a really big part of it is that there are so many amazing women in Japan. And so, you know, opening up the secret door two women uh, working here and and you know asking them questions about their the work that they're doing the teams that they run but also as you've if you've been listening to a couple of them you'll hear that I ask about their daily routines and how they wind down in the evening and some of the fa- funny little things about them that make them very human I think oftentimes lawyers perhaps um, accountants professionals are seen as that professional, but they're really a human hiding behind there. So one of the wonderful things that Sarah Bull gave to me recently was a quote from uh, the book More Is Enough by Elaine Walthroth, I think her name is. I might have misspelt that, but, or missaid that. There is so much wisdom locked up in the stories women never tell. And so that Mm. that makes me um, get tingles thinking about that. And so I try to be now more brave and trust more and be more vulnerable through these stories so that that enables women to actually open up as well. They're not giving away legal secrets. They're not giving away all their deep and dark and personal um, secrets, but they are actually opening up and showing that they're really approachable people. So I'm hoping that they can also use the podcast recording um, as a way to, you know, leverage their personality and their approachability to potential clients and prospects as well. Yeah. Can you give us the title again? More is Enough? Did you say? By... Yeah. More than Enough. More, more than, than enough. enough by Elaine W-E-L-T-E-R-O-T-H, Welteroth. Elaine Welteroth.
0: Okay. More is more than enough,
1: more than enough. There is <laughs> there is so much wisdom locked up in the stories women never tell. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. Very cool. So last time we talked uh, two and a half years ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said to you, what what does the future hold for Catherine? What what do you think the future has in store for you? And you said, I don't have a crystal ball. But one of the things that I want to do is a podcast interviewing lawyers in Japan
1: check check okay
0: (laughs) build my business check Check. (laughs) Find some collaborators to scale up the services and or a team of lawyers so that's starting to happen now check in progress yeah check in progress use tech in lawyering or yeah use automations in lawyering or something like that yes so um it seems like you have sort of stomped all over those those are all done and dusted very much so so what Mm. what does now now that you hear hear that and maybe if you go back and actually listen to yourself talking you might think wow i only had such tiny little dream back then um or i i could only imagine just a fraction of what i've actually achieved in the last two and a half years so if i ask you that question again what does do you think that the future has in store for you now? What would you say?
1: I think I still want to build the business and um, have people who join on the pathway with me who want to be part of it and continue to sort of, I think I said the word disrupt when we talked then, to disrupt the industry a bit further. I just recently heard from someone uh, last week, actually, who told me that an English lawyer had said to her when she heard my name, and she said she knew Catherine, and this English lawyer who's a male said, oh my God, Catherine, she's, she's right up there. She's incredible. And I had never ever heard any male English lawyer ever say anything like that about me before. They usually correct my poor antipode in English. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was that was that was really amazing and I just thought well lots of people do know about me and I think I need to do something with that I think there's something in there that needs to be brought out even further to help others perhaps for me I'd really love to set up an award Um, I've won a few awards last year but I want to be the person who sets up an award where I can get uh, recognition to other young lawyers or young professionals probably in Japan so I'm thinking about that I'm also thinking about writing a book it's been inside me for a long time and now that I'm actually finding my voice I think it's time to do something about that and I had thought about doing one on business but a lot of my lovely friends and Jennifer Shinkai would be one of those people Catherine Gronauer as well saying you know not just really about work or uh, working as a lawyer but your life Catherine tell us your life so I think that I would love to do that is write a book. It's a little bit different my life that I've done. The career I've, I've taken has meandered, but found its way somehow um, and speak about that. And perhaps through that talk a little bit about working um, in Japan and working in New Zealand, working in England. Um, so those sorts of things, I think doing something that gives back. I've won awards. Why not give award an award back to somebody else and also get a book out there? And the other thing I think I'd love to get all of the podcast guests together for an event of some sort. And so I'm thinking about what that might be. Um, But I want to, yeah, build that community. I think there's some way to connect the dots there. I haven't quite worked it out. So if anyone's got any ideas, let me know. But I think that's going to happen it's brewing up in my body right now
0: yeah well i said to you before I, we press record that you speak your life into existence so it's it's really good that you've put all of those things into words and spoken them first of all let's just go back to that that point you said you would like to create an award mm. and i think that is one fantastic that you believe that you can do that because a lot of people would be like who the hell am i to create an award for other lawyers right (laughs) so that is so great yeah so Catherine is going to create an award for young potentially for young lawyers yeah to recognize up-and-coming lawyers yeah exactly awesome Mm. I love that
1: well I love mentoring young lawyers and you know when I spoke with Angela again I had this feeling come through about the way that she interacts with her young team and one of her you know, passions is to grow that team quite genuinely. And I, it came up for me again then as we talked, and I thought it's something that I, I really, really should do. And so I'm thinking about that. And I think that came through also when I worked with Matthew Dons. I don't know if you know Matthew. Um, Matthew's done a little bit of work with our Make March Matter yes, online yes. entrepreneurs group, and he mentioned that to me. And I think that's probably where the seed was sort of sown towards the end of last year that, you know, you've won all these awards. Why don't you do one? And I thought, why me? How could I? But actually, why not? Mm. Uh, And I think winning that British Chamber of Commerce Entrepreneur of the Year Award, it actually gives me license to do absolutely anything I want. So if I want to launch a podcast, I can. If I want to do an award, why not? What is there to stop? I think there's a matter of getting funding in terms of uh, sponsorship from various organizations. um, And I don't think that's going to be hard to do. So I think that could be an interesting project to get underway, Jane. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I wasn't
0: expecting to hear about that today, but that's really exciting. I love it, and I also loved your idea to get all of your guests mm. from the podcast together in some kind of event, you know, and hopefully in person when that's that's okay and all of yes. that. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine trying to schedule everybody's schedules. You have to book it like three years in advance, <laughs> maybe, to get everybody in the same place at the same time. But you know, it'll it'll happen. Maybe yeah. you can sell tickets to the other pe- other people who want to come to see everybody. That would be like this. Yeah, you know, all of these fans show up exactly. to, to meet these amazing women that you've that you've introduced to us all through your
1: podcast. Thank you, but I heard a rumor you were also planning something. Were you not around podcasting and getting people well, you, together? Well, you know me, I'm, <laughs> I love <laughs> a live event.
0: I love to get people together for a live event. And mm. it's been rough because not only have I been away in Sweden and not been able to do events with my community here in Japan, but now that I'm back, it's been COVID and, you know, mm. people were not supposed to be moving around and getting together and, you know, moving out of prefecture and all of this so but yeah we are sort of fingers crossed that things are going to get better in the next six months or so so i'm thinking about having a what we've loosely titled podcaster palooza event Sounds (laughs) excellent for podcasting i'm not sure you know if it's going to be just for women or for men as well but for people who are podcasters and who perhaps want to think about joining the podcasting community in Japan, Mm. because um, what I've sort of heard going out onto other people's podcasts recently, that it is kind of lonely for them wherever they are in Japan doing their podcasts. Like it can be, you know, it's great that you have your guests that you get to connect with. And occasionally your listeners will also let you know that they're listening. And Catherine, you've had so many listeners contact you. And say yeah. that they love your podcast. But yes. sometimes it can be a while between hearing from people, then you wonder if anyone's listening. And it's only the numbers in your stats ticking over that tells you that people are listening, mm. right? So it can be really lonely. And when I was speaking with these other podcasters, it was really, really nice to sort of notice that, that third, you know, we, uh, sorry, that, we talked about those, um, the different communities, you know, the, you've got your listeners, you've got yes. your guests who are also, you know, you create this network with them, but also with other podcasters. So yeah, that, that sort of community building person in me is wanting to build that community a lot more. And by having this live event, it would be really lovely to get, you know, people coming from different parts of Japan to get together, to talk to each other, share some tips or or not, you know, just to have fun. And just with that common ground of that, we are podcasters so yeah that's in the works and i'm thinking sort of october because it's like a magical month (laughs) that's Mm. six months away from where we are now when potentially things will be better and we can have a few people getting together for you know a socially distanced (laughs) safe get together here i'm hoping in fukushima because this if that's one thing i'm always going on about it is that we need more visitors here on the coast of Fukushima and I have this wonderful resource of these beautiful ryokans that nobody is staying in that are just sitting empty waiting for guests and the owners are just you know desperate for guests of any kind and they are incredibly welcoming to to foreigners to you know whoever you are so yeah I have this resource here that I would really love to make use of and yeah bring people up to Fukushima to see what a really nice place it is as well. So there's that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really great idea. And, you know, it could be that part of that is where I have, you know, my selection of guests and that somebody else who's interviewed brings their guests as well so that everyone has a, a crossover, right? They've all got the shared experience of having either hosted or been a, a guest on a, a podcast, so it could build a community in that way. And the yeah, other would thing, be I, fun. Yeah, yeah, Bring the, it would Bring be a fun. guest <laughs> bring <laughs> with I, you. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I thought about was, as you were speaking, was that you know, if I want to have people together as a, a my podcast guest, but why not have people who have listened to the podcast join that, not just exclusively for the people who are guests? Because one of the things I've discovered is in doing this, for example, with Angela's interview, it takes out a layer of I guess, a barrier for people to be in contact directly with Angela. They probably never or may not think of um, contacting her directly on LinkedIn, for example, but having heard the podcast, listened to her speak, they actually can then reach out to her saying, I heard you on the podcast. I wanted to ask you this question. So I think that's the beauty, too, of, of a podcast and cutting out a level or cu- cutting out a, a barrier for others to contact. And in fact, somebody contacted me saying, that they were an expat in Tokyo a lawyer who had been here um Jennifer Go she wrote to me and said that she really enjoyed the podcast and had heard about Angela heard a lot about her and wanting to meet wanted to meet her during the time in Tokyo but she never got round to it but now she thinks that she can contact her because of what happened so i thought that was really it seems small but it's actually quite magical that that's enabled somebody to actually do something that they wanted to do from a while ago so that leads me to think that the, the the event that i'm thinking about maybe shouldn't just be for the wonderful guests i've had but the extended community who who want to meet with those people in a more intimate way
0: yes i think you would have quite a few takers people would love to come <laughs> along to that yeah yeah i'll be there great yeah i yeah. mean I've, I've had the the benefit of meeting these ladies briefly as you know when we've been setting up the recordings and things and really really cool really really cool people so yeah yeah it would be it would be a very very fun fun event that's for sure
1: and one of the other fun things i've heard um jane uh, uh, there's an, a lawyer who does podcasting in in australia and she um had her sister on and her sister interviewed her so she did a back a backwards interview where she was the the podcaster was interviewed by her sister so something like that with you I'd love to do that or a few of us interview you and you become the uh, guest on your own show how about about that
0: (laughs) yeah we could do that sometime I'm love to talk about myself when I get a chance Yeah, I always uh, so when I when I go out to do some of my other work, which is, you know, not at home, and I'm with people and um, other adults and some of them will say, oh, you know, how, you know, how's it having to come to work? And I'm like, it's great. I get to get dressed up. People listen to what I say. Really refreshing <laughs> compared to being at home with my family sometimes. So, yeah, I'd love to have you interview me one time on the podcast. Yeah, oh, be? that's
1: a great idea. Interesting.
0: Yeah. And vice mm-hmm. versa. I'll come over and interview you on yours.
1: Yeah. Oh, OK.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In the future at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we can totally take over each other's podcast. I think that's it's, it's kind I think that's what it's called. Yeah. A takeover and that's and that's really fun so yeah there's loads of fun things about podcasting the community and yeah i'm all about the community and things Mm. yeah so if you have been listening today and you're thinking oh i might start a podcast or oh i wonder what that might be like my my best advice to you would be just to sit down and think what would the first what would 10 episodes look like if I was going to do a podcast. So wouldn't you say that's good advice to get you started?
1: Yes, that was a lifesaver when you suggested that to me and said, look, you don't have to think about it for years and years. You can just do the first season of 10 just like a Netflix series. I went, mean, oh my goodness, that's a great idea. It was so approachable. Uh, I felt I could do 10 and try and succeed in that. And then after that, I heard from Tyrone, who I work with as on a mastermind. He said, you know that eight is where people go to and then they fall off the cliff. So do more than eight. So I thought, well, I'm de- destined to do 10, but you made it feel much easier by saying, just do a season. Just narrow down 10 people that you think you might interview. And if you put pen to paper, you find that you've actually got more than 10, but you can certainly hone in on 10 people if you want to do that style of interview style that I'm doing uh, and that you do. Yeah. So if you haven't got 10, you probably shouldn't, not the right time. You know,
0: you can't get 10 of 10 topics or 10. Oh, 10 10
1: topics, right. Yeah. Or 10
0: 10 ideas for an episode. If you haven't got that, not a great time potentially. (laughs) Come back to it another time, yeah, when you have got 10. Because like you just said, if you've got 10, you've got a season and you've got, you know, maybe you could season could be eight if you didn't want to do 10. But that's enough to get you started. And that was definitely how I started, was just promising myself to do 10 episodes. And yes, and I think, and let me just flick some pages here. Oh, my goodness, you're going to be episode number 99. So this <gasps> is... <laughs> really <laughs> this is episode 99 of the transformation. Oh,
1: congratulations Parker. that's amazing wow yeah
0: so soon enough you'll be at episode 100 yeah so yeah um yeah just just get going so that would be my advice if you're listening and you're thinking yeah i might like to do that and if you're listening you're thinking wow Catherine is so cool i would love to contact her or hear more about something go over and listen to lawyer on air and where can people um contact you if they'd like to sort of ask a question or find out more about flexible lawyering or whatever?
1: Well, I would welcome all of that. And I think the easiest way is to go to my website, Catherine O'Connell Law, and you can find the podcast there, but also all the contact details are there as well. But otherwise, I'm such a social media butterfly that you will find me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook. And if you can't find me, I'd be thinking you're not looking very hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely very approachable. I'd love you to contact me. I'm very open and um, happy for people to get in touch.
0: So there you go. You heard it here. (laughs) So definitely, yeah, get in touch. Let us know if anything was useful for you today. If you feel inspired to try something, maybe it's not a podcast, maybe it's something else. Anything, anything is good. Yeah, We love to hear stories about people getting inspiration from listening to us talking and yeah, I think that's all for today. That was so much fun. Thank you for your time today, Catherine and checking in with how far we've come two and a half years on since our last interview.
1: Wow, thank you so much, Jane. And I I hadn't thought about how long it was and I also hadn't realised it was my anniversary today. So um, on my business anniversary. So I'm so happy to have done this on the anniversary day. That's going to be super. And if you do your podcast adventure in October, that will be then three years since we did the first episode with me. So there you go. We'll definitely have to
0: open a bottle of bubbly for that one, We
1: will indeed. Thank you so much. It's been such fun today
0: yes thank you Catherine okay and have a lovely rest of your day and (laughs) I'll see you in other places soon
1: (laughs) sure thanks so much bye thank you bye so
0: that was the interview with Catherine O'Connell and I hope you enjoyed hearing about some of the the fun things that have happened in the two and a half years since she was last on the show back in episode 16 I think we've both definitely grown in confidence and lots of amazing things have happened to both of us in that time and definitely go and have a listen to lawyer on air if you've not listened to it. I think you'll find it really really interesting to see how, you know, women who are doing really important work in what could be described as high pressure jobs in Japan how they're handling it. How do they how do they plan out their calendars? What kind of things do they do to relax? Those sorts of things. And yeah, if you are interested in joining the podcasting community, whether you're in Japan or somewhere else in the world, definitely get in touch and tell me your idea for your show. So even if you're not, you know, you don't need help to create your own show, then I even just really love to hear what you might be thinking about and if you need uh, a push in the right direction or just someone to to say yeah that's going to be great then I'm your person so definitely get in touch with me and you can find me on Instagram or Facebook and Catherine also said that she would really love to hear from anyone who listens to the episode so if you know Catherine or you've been wanting to you know get to know her better then why not reach out and say hi and she really is a very person, personable, approachable person, as you've heard on the show today. And I know if you just see photos of people around or, you know, you see people on social media and you don't actually hear them speaking, then yeah, you can feel like they are, you know, better than you or higher than you or something, you know, not, not, you're not able to approach them, but that's not true at all. So, Yeah, definitely reach out and say hi and say you enjoy the show. She would love to hear from you. So that is all for today. Stay tuned next week for episode number 100. I am planning a solo episode for the first time in a while. I know last year when I was in Sweden, I did pretty much all solo episodes because that was all I could manage. And so since I've been back in Japan, it's just been a whirlwind of interviews with people and topics for the month. For March, we were focusing on remembering and the 3.11 disaster. So, and for May, I have another topic that I'm thinking about for the month, that sort of thing. Definitely had an increase in the number of interviews. So it's going to be a solo episode. I'm just going to to riff on some of the <laughs> things that, that I've learned over the last 100 episodes in the last three years that it's taken to get to that point. So thank you so much for listening as always, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.